Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Our guest preacher, Pastor Christine Klein, challenges us to take up the calling Jesus gives to all of his disciples. Are we keepers of the aquarium or fishers of people? What would our lives look like if we followed him completely? Listen and be inspired by today's message. Well, guys, it is great to be back here. I love coming to your church. It's just such a friendly place. You guys are amazing. Um, And I just pray that, you know, I don't know about you, but this holiday season for me has felt a little bit different, a little bit more back to normal. We are either able to gather a little bit more with family and friends, but it's still not (laughs) what it used to be, right? So I don't know about you, but I need the reminder today, so I'm going to ask you a question. Has anyone today told you that you are loved? If not, let me be the first. God loves you, and so do I. Well, as, as was pointed out uh, today during our announcements and everything, that we are still technically in Christmas. It is the ninth day of Christmas, I believe. So, merry ninth day of Christmas. But we're also in that weird season, holiday season. We just celebrated New Year's. None of us really even know entirely what day of the week it is. I thought all day yesterday was Sunday. Almost came to your church a day early, um, which would have probably been fun just sitting out in the parking lot. But hey, thankfully I realized it before I came over. But so this time of the year we talk about New Year's resolutions. How many of you guys made New Year's resolutions? Show of hands, anybody? Okay, how many of you guys, if you did make them and you didn't raise your hand, have already failed your New Year's resolution? On day two, me, I have failed. But I I kind of was interested in why do we even make resolutions? What's the purpose of that? What, What is this sort of thing? And so I was doing a little research this week, and I found out, according to some studies on the almighty Google, that only about 8% of people who make New Year's resolutions stick it out the entire year. 8%. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem like a lot. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I'm normally not in that 8%. As I just said, day two, uh, fail already. Epic fail. So what are the top 10 resolutions for 2022? Well, I will tell you. According to a blog that I read, they are... Number one, lose weight, save more money, get healthier, fight climate change. This one I thought was interesting. Start a new business, learn something new, uh, land a new job, read books, travel, or number 10, share your ideas. Now, in and of themselves, none of these goals, these resolutions are bad things, right? Um, If you're me, you could stand to lose some weight. We all can be a little healthier. Maybe we do need to step out and and get that new job or, you know, read some more or whatever the case may be. Goals. You know, I don't know about you, um, but (laughs) I shared a meme this week on Facebook because I'm all about the memes. Um, And it was called Achievable New Year's Resolutions. Now, these ones I haven't failed at yet, okay? And you can hold me accountable next time I'm here. You can ask me if I have succeeded in these, and hopefully I have. Um, They are get older, gain weight, do stuff, drink coffee, and try not to die. So day two, I am successful of all five 
of those things. Like I said, next time I'm back, you ask me if I'm still successful of those five things. But 8% of people are all that master their New Year's resolutions. But I'm wondering if since we just got through, well, 2020, we're still processing, let's be real. 2021 was a very interesting year as well. I'm wondering if in this new year, two days in and for the rest of the year, God is wanting to just stretch us, <laughs> make our own New Year's resolution, so to speak, and take us out of our comfort zones for his glory, right? Now, I had the privilege uh, last Sunday was what we joke as associates and call um, National Youth Pastor Preaching Day. So I had the privilege of preaching at my church while my pastor was gone, uh, celebrating Christmas with his family. And I issued them a challenge but I think you're going to be more receptive to it than they were because they just kind of laughed at me and stared at me. And you guys seem to be a little bit more of a more receptive crowd. So I hope I'm, I'm right in this. But I issued them this challenge and I said, what if in 2022, this year, two days in, the rest of the year, we settled for nothing less than allowing God to move in amazing ways that the entire city of Niles, because that's where my church is, you guys insert champion, or if you're from Warren, insert Warren, or Morgan, or whatever, wherever you're from, insert that town, was just so sold out and on fire for Christ. What if every single day, you just you couldn't, it, it had to happen, right? You were just so consumed with this goal. What if you were just on your face pleading with God for opportunities to walk in the trenches with people? What if you begged that the lost would be saved? What if you spent so much time in prayer for the lost, for your town, your city, and you just weren't afraid to get messy? You weren't afraid to just walk in the muck with people, and you weren't going to stop until 100% of the people in Champion, Ohio were sold out for Christ. Now, like I said, my church kind of laughed at me. Apparently, Niles was too big of a city, so let's start with Champion. We'll forget my church. We'll start with Champion. Let's make that our goal. What if it was completely sold out for Christ? What if every single person in every single house, in an apartment complex, in every business that's around here, experienced the love, the peace, the hope, the joy that Christ had to offer, and they were changed? Didn't we just celebrate this? Christmas Eve. Christmas Day. Today is the ninth day of Christmas. We celebrated the word, logos, Christ the Messiah himself. <laughs> coming and moving into our neighborhoods. And since, you know, he's still living and active today, why wouldn't we want to be a part of that? Why wouldn't we want that to be our New Year's resolution? So instead of New Year, New Me, what if we said New Year, New Disciples? What if that was our goal? What if we were just so compelled and we knew that our world was just so broken because of COVID, so broken because of disease, so broken because of poverty, so broken because of insert whatever you want to, <laughs> that we knew because we have this hope, because we've tasted and experienced and seen that we, had, we just couldn't not show them this amazing Savior. Well, I'm going to pray here in a second, but we are going to be in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11 but I'm going to pray first. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for just how awesome you are. 
I pray that as we read your word, I pray that as we dig in, I pray that in our time together that you would be glorified. I pray that the people here in Champion, the people here on the live stream, Pastor Matt listening in at some point, I'm sure, would just see and hear you and taste and see you today, not Christine, not this crazy girl with the platypus up here, but would taste and see you that would walk away changed from you today. Help us to have open ears, open eyes, open hearts to what you would say. It's in your name I can and do pray. Amen. So Luke chapter 5, I'm reading from the NIV version, but you feel free to read from whatever you have on your Bible app or Bible or whatever the case may be. But Luke chapter 5. Now one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gesseret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to pull out a little more from shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats to full that they, so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on the shore and left everything and followed him. Now, I don't know if we have any people that like to fish out here or like to be on boats or water. I am not a very good fisher man, fisher woman, fisher person, whatever the correct English is there. I'm not. I, uh, I don't understand the concept. I get my line all twisted and tangled and in my hair and... Pastor Fred at kids' camp makes fun of me because the worm's like in my hair, and it just is a mess. But here we have Peter, we have others, his brothers, right? All experienced fishermen fishing. But Jesus, in the calling of Peter, in the calling of his first disciples, talks about becoming this fishers of people. To seek and save the lost. To spread the good news. Uh, you may have heard of Paul Harvey. He was a famous American broadcaster back in the day. And he once said, Too many Christians today are no longer fishers of men, but keeper of the aquarium. And I read that this week, and I just it kind of struck me, are we like that? Are we so concerned <laughs> about the bigger, what we should actually look like, legalistic view of church? That we're not caring about the individuals? Are we so concerned, maybe not even the legalistic view, but are we so just wrapped up that we're not going after the people, that we're not sharing the good news of the great joy, that we're hoarding it all to ourselves? See, in today's text, we are encouraged to be just that, no longer keepers of this good news, of this aquarium, of all these fish, right? But rather, go seek the lost, 
This Advent season, we've talked about hope and peace, love and joy. We are meant to share all those things. And I don't know about you, but I think we sang about it today. I think we've heard it in some testimonies today. But God has just been way too good for me to be satisfied sitting on the sidelines while other Christians are doing the hard work. Far too long I've accepted, as a 30-something-year-old person, just to sit on the sidelines. And I'm not okay with that anymore. I want to be in the action. I want to be in the game. I want to be content with nothing less than everything God has called me to be. So what does this mean for, for us here in 2022, in the midst of still a pandemic, in the midst of this new year, when we probably haven't fully processed the last five years, if we're honest, when we come into this with a huge amount of baggage because we're hurt, because we've experienced loss, because we're humans. So what does it mean when we come into this 2022 and are told to be fishers of men? We're encouraged to get out of a boat and to be part of whatever God has in store for us. Well, I've got a few points for us today, but think about that with me. You know, there is nothing that we've done that is too big for God. We sang about that today, right? There is nothing that we are that God doesn't say, hey, I still love you, I still died for you. <laughs> so verses 1 through 3 talk about how God can and does, when we allow and are obedient, use ordinary things in our world. Now think about this. If you know anything about the book of Luke and whatnot, in the chapter right before this, Luke had just previously, or not Luke, Jesus, sorry, Luke wrote, Jesus was, had just previously spent the 40 days in the desert being tempted. He had just taught and preached. He had just healed many people. And here he finds himself at the lake or the Sea of Galilee, and people are crowding in. So what does he do? Say, um, nope, I'm going home. Uh, nope, I don't have an actual pulpit. Uh, nope, I don't have my music stand. No, he doesn't say that, right? He uses Simon Peter's boat as his pulpit, and not only teaches the multitude that are around him, but we have this amazing call story of Peter, of James, of John, and the disciples that day. Think about this with me. Imagine with me. What if Peter had said, no, Jesus, when Jesus said, hey, get in the boat, let's go out from shore a little bit. What if Peter had said, I've been out all night, and I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> You're not using my boat. What if Peter had said, no, Jesus, this isn't the way I think it should be? What if Peter had said the classic, no, Jesus, my boat and myself are just too dirty, too gross, too broken to be used for your glory? <laughs> well, we would have had a different ending here. And yet we see Peter being obedient. Jesus, in typical Jesus fashion, meets Peter right where he is with something he's familiar with. He knows his boat, right? He's a fisherman by trade. His family were fishermen. He understands that. And Jesus uses that as iron sharpens iron to sharpen Peter 
and saying, let's go a little deeper. Let's look a little bit more like this. So what in 2022 do we need to say, okay, Jesus, all to you I surrender. About this. About this thing that I'm gripping so tight onto. About this possession or this relationship or this hurt. Think about this with me. I brought my little friend Perry. Told you he was coming. He's got his going on a mission hat. Right? This was one of the greatest ministry tools I ever could have purchased off of Sensi for 40 bucks. Which is crazy. But what if, let's just say what if, I hadn't used that as an opportunity to witness to others. What if I hadn't taken my Perry the Platypus with me on random adventures and take pictures? What if I didn't take him to doctor's appointments or, you know, random other appointments where people can say, hey, why do you have a Perry the Platypus? And I can say, hey, well, let me tell you, this is my story, and this is the story of Jesus and how he has worked and moved. Something ordinary, something I know, something I'm familiar with that maybe doesn't look all that fashionable to the world, just like Peter's boat. And yet, Peter was obedient. And so, point number one, God can and does use ordinary things in our world if we're obedient. Well, in verses 4 through 7, we move on into the story a little bit, and we'll read from the text since I've rambled a little bit. But it says, when he had finished speaking, Jesus, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let the nets down. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that it began to sink. What if, second day of 2022, what if from here on out, we just lived lives that we couldn't make excuses anymore. What if even when life didn't make sense, like it didn't for Peter in that moment, we said, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient anyway. So um, growing up, I really wasn't a kid that got into a lot of trouble, so to speak. I tried to kind of be that good, like, goody-two-shoes kid, really. But I remember this one time, I got in major trouble. I think it was probably like the third or fourth grade. I had broken my arm, and I was really annoyed that I had this cast. I was pretty excited that it was pink, since that was my favorite color. But I had this annoying thing called gym class, and I was hoping it would get me out of gym class completely. Well, it didn't. Because my gym teacher said, well, there's still some stuff you can do. You, you still have another arm and you have two legs. There's things you can do. And if I had listened to my gym teacher just say, hey, only do what you can do, I would have been fine. Christine, as a fourth or fifth grader, third or fourth grader, whatever, didn't listen, okay? And I took that as do absolutely everything. So I'm there doing push-ups with a broken arm. Now, I can't, look at me, I can't do push-ups on a good day without any broken bones. <laughs> so it was even worse on a broken arm. I come home all upset. 
And I, I just tell my mom, completely not thinking she was going to do anything about it anyway. I say, oh, this teacher's so mean, and what on? They made me do everything. And I do push-ups and everything. Well, little did I know, my mom thought that was ridiculous and called the school to find out the real story. And uh, the next day, I go to gym class, and uh, the gym teacher's like, why, what, are you, what happened here? Like, where did we lose each other? And I said, what do you mean? If you had listened, even if it didn't make sense, it would have made sense. So Peter was a fisherman who had been out all night. He was tired. He was hangry, I'm sure. He was hungry. He was probably defeated since he had no fish. And yet, we find him obedient to Jesus. See, after being out all night long, I don't know about you, and I don't know much about fishing, but I don't know that I'd listen to a carpenter tell me how to fish. <laughs> Just being honest, right? And yet, Peter does. And what happens? Such a large catch, the friends have to come help. Nets are breaking. There's just so many fish. Let's be honest. Sometimes, just like Peter in that moment when he ultimately is obedient, but before he is, it would have been really easy in our lives to make any excuse not to do it. Uh, Jesus, I can't. I don't want to. Yada, yada, yada. I'm hungry. I'm exhausted. But Peter was obedient. Let's be honest. Sometimes, just like Peter, in that moment... Life made no sense. They had been out there. There was nothing. What was this going to do? Going back out. And yet, but God, right? We live in such a broken world, right? <laughs> We're all broken people hurting other broken people without even trying sometimes. And if we're honest, being obedient sometimes is really just hard especially if it doesn't necessarily make sense. And yet, as Christians, that's what we are called to do. That is what we need to do. We are compelled to do. So what if, not only in 2022, number one, we believe that God can use ordinary things in the world, and we are obedient to that, but point number two, that we don't make any excuses, and we are obedient Anyway, even when life doesn't make sense. You know, can I, can I share with you for a sec? I mean, I guess I have the microphone. But anyway, can I be really honest with you? You know, I am so very grateful for my story, for what God has brought me through, for the path that I'm on, for, you know, just everything, all the, all the ways God has worked things out in my life. But some days, it just doesn't make any sense. Some days, if I'm really honest with you, and just really down and depressed, and frustrated with migraine headaches, and annoyed with side effects from my surgery and stuff like that, I look at God and say, I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. I know you're still good. And I'm going to be obedient. 
but it doesn't make sense. And then I have my pity party, and I eat some chocolate, and then I get up, and I'm obedient, right? That's what we do. Verses 8 through 11. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch they had taken in, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats on the shore, left everything, and followed him. What if in 2022... We not only believe that God could use ordinary things and are obedient when he does, what if we were not only in the business of not making excuses, even when life doesn't make sense, but we just decided we were going to go deeper in our faith than we ever have before? You guys are here, so I'm assuming you have a pretty deep relationship with Christ. But what if, like my challenge before, Man, we were just so different, so changed, so just captured, transformed. What if we were pleading God to see him face to face like Moses pleaded? What if we were just leaking Jesus everywhere? What if we seriously decided that was our true goal for 2022? We see Simon Peter in verse 8. What was his response to this whole calling story, this whole miracle of the fish, this whole amazing, awesome story. He falls at Jesus' feet. (laughs) He admits who he really is. He recognizes that there was a call on his life. And what do they do when they pull back up to shore? Left everything and followed Jesus. Would our lives look different? I'm not just talking, hey, this is great for a week. And I'm talking to myself, I think, more than even you on live stream, more than you sitting here. But wouldn't it just be amazing if this wasn't just paper? (laughs) If in the coming days, when it starts becoming even harder to be a Christian here, in the coming days when it doesn't make sense necessarily to be a Christian here, that we just lived out our faith, that we weren't afraid, I'm going to end with another story, because I love stories. I had a chance to go to Belize when I was at Mount Vernon, and I loved it. I loved the whole missions trip, the whole experience. Can't wait to go back one day. I think I've told you about that a little bit. But the one day, we went snorkeling. Now, I think I told you earlier, me, boats, we don't necessarily mix. Me, larger and getting off and on boats doesn't always work out the best. And so when we're on this boat and we're told, hey, put this on, and then you're going to jump over, (laughs) and then you're going to jump back in when you're done. I'm looking like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, that sounds like a plan, I guess. I was terrified. We were told we had the option of not going out if, you know, you absolutely were too terrified. And if I'm honest, I almost let my fear get the best of me. I was probably one of the last ones to jump off the boat and whatnot. But I was so glad that I did. (laughs) I was so glad in the midst of the ocean, in the midst of the coral reefs, in the midst of seeing 
sharks and jellyfish, which terrified me, I felt this peace. I experienced God in a new way. And I never was the same. Because when we encounter Christ, we're never the same, right? So today is the second day of our new year, our new calendar year. What would happen if we just set out right now to strive to look more like him, to act more like him? What would happen if we decided we were going to, yes, in fact, join some more small groups, do some Bible studies, develop greater spiritual disciplines, just fall more in love with him, and in turn, reflect it to the world? What if we agreed, whether in person or live stream or whatever the case looks like for you, faithfully worship and fellowship with God's people? What if we were open like Peter to pull the boat out into the deep waters, even when we can't see, even when it looks insane, even when it doesn't make sense? I wonder what God can do in deep waters. Well, for the disciples, it meant a whole lot of fish. wonder if it would mean for Champion a whole lot of people that encountered a risen Christ. What if we didn't necessarily hold on to material, ordinary things as just our own, but we asked God how to use things for his glory? You know, some people think it's crazy, but I know friends that legitimately pray before which restaurant they go to because they want opportunities for God to use. And we can get legalistic, and I'm not going there, but before they buy certain things, before whatever, because they want their life to reflect the risen Christ. What if we just seek out these inconvenient ministry opportunities where you and I can just walk in the trenches and get messy and muddy and walk and do life with people? Because I don't know if you realized it, but we're all still hurting. There's still a lot of hurt. There's still a lot of brokenness. There's still a lot of people that are just feeling helpless and hopeless. What if in 2022, we made it our goal to make sure there was absolutely nothing standing in between God and us, like in the Garden of Eden originally? What if our New Year's resolution was just to embody his love, his joy, his peace, and his hope? so that all the world might know he is Lord. So do you want to take that challenge and be part of the 8% that will accomplish that this year? It's a pretty, pretty high goal, but I think you can do it. It's going to take you deeper than you ever thought you wanted to go, but it's worth it. I think we all can stand to look a little more like Christ, right? I think we all can stand to reflect him a little bit more and man, I can't wait to come back and hear all the stories. Hey, Christine, guess what God did? <laughs> Get the Facebook messages, because some of you guys message me, which is really cool. Some of you guys text me even. That's really cool, too. Hey, Christine, this is what God did. <laughs> hear from Pastor Matt. Hey, Christine, we had to go to like 30 services because, man, you're, God just moved and everybody wanted the whole town of Champion to be for Christ, and now we have an overabundance. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if Pastor Matt came back and in a couple weeks, like, you guys were just so on fire and God was just so moving that he didn't even get to preach because it was just testimony after testimony after testimony of how God had worked and moved because we were so on fire. 
I don't know about you, and maybe none of this even made sense, but I'm kind of tired at 30-something years old of just being a Christian that just goes through the motions. Kind of tired of just being average, so to speak. I want to be on fire. I want everyone to know <laughs> the risen Christ and what he's done for me and what he's done for you and what he can do for them. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.